Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Big Apple Hockey. We have a lot that we have to discuss. You think we're going to run out of things, but no, we're finding more things and more headlines we have to speak of. For starters today, Kendra Miller resigns with the New York Rangers. The New York Islanders can target someone else after Alex DeBrinkett moves on. And uh, more, more news around the NHL. Where's Eric Carlson going? I, of course, am your host, Mr. Mark Williams. I don't know if I deserve the mister, but also on my little header right here, I was right about the Keandre Miller signing. All along, everybody was saying, no, it's going to be $5 million. It's not. And, of course, the man who's doing double duty tonight, you can see him with us, his normal slot, and Rangers Ice Cold Brew, uh, Mr. John Falkowski. Rangers Ice Brew. Um, Damn it. Yeah. Good, good plug there, Mark. Good job. But yeah, Who's I'll be on. Um, I'll be on with them after uh, after this eight o'clock tonight. Uh, they're on YouTube as well, so you can check them out. Um, both guys that are mutual follows of mine on Twitter. Um, so I just got asked about uh, coming on. I, th- I think it's a good idea to network, and I think it'll be awesome hockey discussion. Their show is a little different from us in terms of their format. So if you like something a little different, you want to want a little bit of a change of pace. There we go. But I'm also going to say one more thing before I turn it over to your introduction of Anthony. Um, what are you going? Barry Horowitz here, WWE. Barry Horowitz pats himself on the back like you do there with your little Keandre. I was right about Keandre. Let me pat myself on the back there. You know what I was? I was. I'll admit that. And a man who was actually pulling double duty, he wrote two blogs for BigAppleHockeyPodcast.com this week, Mr. Anthony Larocco. I think Anthony might be frozen. Anthony might be frozen. And uh, we just Anthony, lost Anthony. We just lost Anthony, yeah. All right. There'll be one more second, and then we'll get him back on. Get, get, me, get me alone off the screen. You don't want You don't want to see my <laughs> Phil, I do have to say, I, I firmly believed all along that Miller, who did not have arbitration rights, was going to be under under that. And and once Phil Pedal came in, Keandre Miller was not getting more than Filipino. And now I can go back to introducing him again. A man who pulled double duty and he had two articles on BAHpod.com. Mr. Anthony Larocco. Yeah, why not? I want to test out my uh my writing side. My my brother's the writing and the and the uh, writer in the family. Been a journalist for Newsday for a long time. So shout out to my brother Paul Larocco. But um yeah, I uh, figured uh, provide some content for the page. And um, I really had no other tagline. So, Mark, why not just go with your name in question mark, just in case you're wondering what that's about? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It works for me, Anthony. It works totally fine. All right. Because we are starting, by the way, with the New York Islanders as we go to the A block and – I skipped right over the graphic. I always love using this graphic. It's one of my favorites. But this week, the big news, the Islanders spurned by Alex Debrinkat, who uh, has moved on from the Ottawa Senators to the Detroit Red Wings. By the way, the A Block is brought to you by SeatGeek. Use the promo code BIGAPPLEHOCKEY to get $20 off your first order. And the Big Apple Hockey hats are available. And I thought that light was charged, but I guess it wasn't. So... Uh, Anthony, we could check out your article, Islanders, Bridesmaids again, 
But the Brinkat, as I just mentioned a second ago, moved to the Detroit Red Wings in a package. The Islanders offered J.G. Pajot and Oliver Wallstrom in a pick. That was what the rumor was. Uh, but basically, it, it, this is this is the Brinkat choosing to go to Detroit more than it being Lou's fault. So the headline is, is this Lou's fault? <clears throat> Um, no, not really. I mean, if, if you, you know, if what Andrew Gross had said, you know, was, was accurate, which, I mean, I did have confirmed by another source too, but meaning that they were, the Islanders were under the um, impression that the Brinkett would have signed an extension with them. then that means he would have been open to going there. And in which case Lou just had to work harder to offer Ottawa a package that they would have accepted. But, you know, at the end of the day, all things considered, this is a guy that preferred to go to Detroit. Yeah, sure. If the deal with Detroit fell through, would he have come to the island if they could have worked out a, a deal with the Senators? Sure. But he wanted to go home, play for the Red Wings, which, honestly, you don't really see too often, a guy wanting to play for the Detroit Red Wings. But, um, like I said, he's from there. He wanted he wanted to play there. Um, so, you know, the Senators really, by all accounts, you know, Jeff Merrick, Elliot Friedman, they're all guys. Uh, we lost. Anthony. All right, we lost Anthony again. He's having some technical issues over there. We apologize for that. Um, uh, yeah, but Phil, go go take the lead from that. What do you think? Uh, this this you can't blame this one on Lou. I know there's other times we can. I, I just and I know we got one guy chomping at the bit to blame it on Lou. Yeah, I I don't necessarily blame Lou on this one. Um, I, I I do think, however, the offer that the Islanders had sent over was definitely anywhere nowhere near sufficient for it to bring it. Um, I, I think that if, you know, with him not really having trade protection and them doing the favor for him, they, um, they, by doing, by rejecting that deal, what they're telling me is that if they're, they're okay, that deal to them was so bad that they were willing to trade him within division to get what they thought was a better deal and accommodate his request. So um, I, I know that Anthony's not going to agree, and I know some Islander fans probably won't agree with this as well, but I, I, I dare anybody to look me in the face and tell me that if they had a 25, 26-year-old, two-time 40-goal-scoring winger, that they would want to trade him for a package centering around a thirty-one-year, uh, soon-to-be 31-year-old third-line center making a high AAV. But I, I, I don't really blame Lou, and I, I don't think anybody should be blaming <clears throat> Lou. I, I, I think that the, the Islanders just don't have enough great, readily available prospects to trade for a big player like this, and I think that's coming back to bite Lou. So if you want to blame Lou for that, okay, fine, fair. I, I completely understand that, but – I, I really think this is a situation where you're you're not blaming Lamorello for a guy wanting to go home and, and play where he grew up. Uh, I mean, even in Erie, he wasn't terribly far from Detroit. So I mean, I mean, this guy's been around the area and even Chicago. Chicago is not terribly far when you consider our landscape in the United States and in North America in general. So it seems like this is something that's been leading up for a while. I'd imagine it's probably why Chicago traded him because they knew that he wasn't going to re-sign there and they knew he wanted to go to Detroit. So I, I'm, I'm not going to blame Lou. 
It might have been a little bit of a dollar figure. Anthony, two parts for you. One, finish your thought that you were having just now. You said yeah. Jeff Merrick is where you left off. But also oh, yeah. go right into what is plans B through Z for the Islanders after this. I wasn't sure where I, where I, my Wi-Fi booted me. But, no, I, um, I said, you know, probably for that last week before he got traded, it was really just down to the Red Wings and Islanders. And then at some point, um, I think it was just down to the Red Wings once the Senators and Islanders really couldn't agree to, um, you know, the assets going, you know, in exchange for Debrinket. But um, before I got booted off, I was saying, you know, Ottawa likes J.G. Pajot. It was the, it was the salary was the issue. You know, they – uh, Dominic Kubalik makes exactly two and a half million less than Pajot. So if you look at the Senators' cap situation right now, they have five million dollars in cap space. If they would have traded for you know Pajot instead, it took the Islanders' package. Now they're down to two and a half million dollars of cap space, and they have to re-sign Shane Pinto. So point being is Ottawa didn't want to take on the three-year commitment to Pajot at five million. Um, you know, if Pajo had one year left, do they go with the Islanders package? Possibly. Possibly if he yeah. made the same, if he made the same as Kubalik, do they go with? He is wow. having all sorts of. I, I don't know what's going on with the issues over there. Um, obviously, sorry about that to Anthony because I mean Anthony definitely wants to give his opinion on this as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I I I do agree with what Anthony's saying a little bit. They do like JG Pajot. I think the thing for that Philk is if it's next year, you're talking about one year on that deal. Um, then maybe actually, let me just, uh, it might be one or two. It's a lot less that has, that has to be on that deal. And also maybe they're one year ahead more in needing a third liner, needing to focus on your bottom six, trying to get uh, the playoffs and trying to make a run right now. They're not, they're not really able to do that. The player isn't bad at all. He turns 31 in November though. And he has three years left on his deal of $5 million with a not modified no-trade list. It's yeah, midway through my answer, I remembered it's three yeah. years, not two. Yeah, it, it's it's six, it's a 16-team trade, uh, trade list, so he can veto half the league. But um, it, it, it's really it, – it's not that the player is bad. It's just that, one, I don't think he fits their trajectory, and two, he's too highly paid for what he is. I, I mean, he's great at what he does, yes, but, I mean, he's not a – He's not a Selkie caliber player. He's not. He's not going to be in the Selkie finals every year. I mean, Ottawa. All right. So, Ottawa actually got a first round pick, a second round pick, and a fourth round pick for. Um, oh, oh no! I'm sorry. Ottawa gave that up for Chicago. I thought you. I thought this red. Sorry, Chicago didn't get that much for. Him. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago got a decent uh, a haul for him. But I actually think that this is a better return than what Chicago got from him, to tell you the truth. I, I just I, – I don't see how – you know, Dominic Kubelik is 26, 27 years old. He's a 20-goal mm -hmm. guy, had had a 30-goal rookie season. I, I think he can give you more scoring. But, Anthony, like, dude, that Wi-Fi is just bad. I, like, I, don't, know what, I don't know what it's <laughs> – You know, know what the thing is? going on? How are we not pointing out the obvious? It's Lou. Lou doesn't want you talking about this. Yeah, Lou does not want you talking about this at all. Yeah, yeah he's. Wouldn't, it wouldn't be the first time he uh, he, he kind of screwed us. Yeah. Oh, man. Serious. Um, but, Anthony, so where do the Islanders pivot and turn to now? Well, there's not much. I mean, by all accounts, uh, you know, Tarasenko's Ellie Friedman did a thing on uh, 
NHL Network before talking about Tarasenko. He basically said Sharks, Senators, Hurricanes, Predators. So it doesn't look like he's in the Islanders' plans. Um, other than that, on the free agent market, there's literally nothing. Trade market, I mean, I don't know what else. I don't know what else is out there right now um, at this point anymore. Uh, there is a player in Bar Talk so that I think the Islanders should target. I, so I'm not, you know what? I, I, I really don't know. Um, you know, and we're also at this point in the off season where generally things kind of just die down. And I know there are exceptions to the rule. You know, Matthew Kachuk was traded on July 22nd last year. You know, going back even longer, Eric Carlson and Mac Pacioretty <laughs> were traded like right before training camp. Uh, mm-hmm. So I get it. But typically, if if a move doesn't happen, you know, a couple of days after July 1st, usually things don't get done. So could Lou still do something that no one really knows about? Yeah, I mean, he can. But I I can't I can't come up with a player only because I, I there's, there's really no one I could think of that's, you know, that's out there legitimately that's going to get traded. Uh, you know, I. Wow. Uh, this. This yeah. is unprecedented. We actually haven't had this happen with him in a yeah, while. Yeah, he may need to restart his modem and everything like yeah. that. Uh-oh. But we're, but again, you know, Anthony's trying his best to be on with us right now, and he's trying to get you all the information that he can. Uh, he in the article that Anthony did write, by the way, uh, Anthony's Islanders bridesmaid again. He does mention some trade targets, and like I said in bar talk, I have an out of the box one for you guys on that. Uh, one last tidbit for the Islanders right now. Thomas Grice retires after 14 seasons in the NHL. He's known best for that first round series, especially that, uh, it was a three overtime winner. If I recall correctly, Phil in game five that he played phenomenal, or was it just double overtime? I think it was double. I I could be wrong, but I, I think that's a double overtime winner. I will, Check just to be safe, but who had the game-winning goal? That uh, that was Alan Quine. Alan Quine on the power play. He had a one-timer. Yeah. I think that was a double OT winner. But um... and uh, let's see, see if any Islander fans are there right now. Uh, if there's any IT guys, uh, I'll give you Anthony's phone number at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just told him to. Uh... I just told him to uh, reboot his reboot uh, the router. Uh, yes. Yeah. Cause it's well, well, fortunately we're going to switch gears. We're going to go over to the New York Rangers and continue and continue a block, but everybody, you know what that means? It's time for a message from uh, uh, DraftKings, as this is part of the hockey podcast network. Hockey fans like the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot and an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sports app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. 
All right, because, Phil, news was made yesterday. It broke uh, kind of late in the afternoon. Keandre Miller signs a two-year deal under $4 million, 3.8275. And that means Alexei Lafreniere is the lone RFA remaining for the New York Rangers. So first things first, let's talk about Keandre Miller's contract and that deal. What do you think about this? I think it's a pretty fair deal. Um, I honestly thought we were looking at $4 million for him, maybe even a little more than that, uh, just because of the 40-point season that he had. But the second half of last year and the playoffs were just downright abysmal for him. Uh, I mean, he just was not himself. He was not the player that he was in the first half of the season and the playoffs last year and the second half of last season where I thought he had taken just – some immense strides and come a long way defensively. He was playing great defensive hockey, great two-way hockey overall. Really, really started really asserting himself on the ice at both ends. So, um, but yeah, the, the offensive numbers were there. Definitely very inconsistent throughout this season. But um, I, I definitely think that the, the, the inconsistency and the bad play in the second half of the year in the playoffs definitely hurt him money-wise. Because, like I said, I was looking at four. I, I thought that would have been the mark. And if he'd gotten a little more than that, okay, then Rangers maybe would have gone in maybe an extra year or two. But um, he he apparently just it, – it hurt him. And you know what? I'm hoping he used this, this as motivational fuel to come back this season and just play two absolutely just brilliant seasons for them and force the Rangers into making a big decision. And I know a lot of people are, you know, they're hoping for longer term. You know, B-Rye, I'm hoping for longer term. David Wood, for $4 million, I, I would have liked to see more years. It's under $4 million. And I know it's not by a lot. But at the same time, you're, you're looking at somebody who has something to prove. And he's going to use these two years to kind of stick it to the team and say, hey, you know what? Now you're going to have to pay me. You're really going to have to pay me. And if, if, he's, if he's good – then he's going to get that money. And that's something that Chris Drury, you know, if he's still around at that point, we'll have to worry about then. And that's what we're all hoping because that's what, that's what's best for the team at this point. So I, I like it. Um, I, I think it's a little less than what I thought he was going to make, but I, I think this is fair uh, considering the inconsistencies in the dark plays at the second half of the season. Oh uh, yeah. There. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. So. But also what you're saying is, as far as the contract goes. That's good. Um, but I got to agree. It's a good contract. And it's definitely one that the Rangers needed to lock in. Everybody that came on with me for the last two, three months, even when I did solo streams, and they're saying, oh, no, they're gonna, he's, he's going to be paid at least $5 million, maybe five and a half, and get offer sheeted. None of that was going to happen. He didn't have the hammer. It's team control. Yes, I'm going to pat myself on the back for this because I'm trying to reassure everybody that's not that's that's just not going to happen. Can we just can we just insert the gif of the Nation of Domination promo from WWE '98 where Farouk is going off and saying all this stuff, and The Rock is just sitting there like, like <laughs> eyes and like. <laughs> this is literally me right now with you patting yourself on the back. Well, because I'm gonna, you know what, I'm gonna take my victory lap on this one because the okay. next one I'm gonna and the next one I'm gonna take is is gonna be on the next player we're gonna talk about. 
But as far as Miller goes, yes, his game has some room that it has to grow. And it still has things that he has to get done. I think this is where Peter Laviolette comes into play. Didn't mispronounce it. And it's just, it. this is where I'm going to point to defensemen that he's worked with in the past that have come out and had career seasons under him, such as Adrian Acoin, such as Roman Yossi, such as, uh, although Roman Yossi's best season was actually under John Hines, but that's a different story. Uh, I mean, the guy is coached defensemen and forwards. The, the guy knows how to coach. First things first, I think I move him away from Jacob Truba. I think both those guys should not be playing together, and it just should not happen. I'll interject there for a second. And I, I do agree with you to a point, and I, 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 but I do want to see what happens under Laviolette structure and with Phil Housley, because I, th- I think both those things can help. Because under Gallant and Quinn, um, there was a lot of freewheeling hockey, and there wasn't any real – sound structure or, you know, rhyme to the reason and so on. But, you know, now I want to see what happens with LaViolette and Phil Housley. And I want to see what happens with some structure. And we're we're glad to have Anthony back. Um, I'm I'm hoping this is the last time we're going to have to worry about that. I love how Mark just puts that up right away because he (laughs) just did not want him talking about the Islanders. And if Anthony doesn't get booted for the rest of the episode, then I think there's confirmation bias there. (laughs) <laughs> Anthony, what are your thoughts on the Keandre Miller deal? Um, it's a good bridge deal for both sides, I think. Um, you know, the Rangers get him at a good term. I think he has a chance to, you know, perform well here in this contract and earn himself some more money when it expires. So, um, you know, I kind of looked at what Noah Dobson got, which I believe was like $4 million, So I kind of thought to myself that, he was going to come in a little under that because he hadn't had the point total that Dobson did, but um, close though. It was a three three point eight, was it? AAB? Three point eight. Yeah, so so pretty close to four. Um, but I, yeah, I think it's a fair deal for both sides. He has room to grow. Um, you know, he you know he struggled a little bit there down the stretch and a little bit in the playoffs. So maybe that could have affected him a little bit what he could have got. But overall, I think it kind of lined up right where I thought he should be. Um, and now for him, it's about you know, playing consistent throughout the regular season and playoffs and just continuing to become a better hockey player. And then once the, you know, it was a two-year deal, once it's up, you can cash in again. So um, I think it's good for the Rangers. Uh, you know, now leaves them with, what, $2.5 million of cash or so to resign Lafreniere. And then, you know, they should be um, in good shape and have their roster rounded out. But uh, I, I, I like Miller. Um, I think, like I said, he has he has room to get better, and I think it's a fair deal for both sides, which is good when you when you to see a fair. player that signs and it's deal for good. It's a deal for you know that works um, for both sides because sometimes you know a player could essentially steal money from a franchise by getting a contract that they really shouldn't have gotten. Not the case here. See Brady Shea for that one. Anthony, Anthony, I'm going to go right back to you on this one, especially since we have a solid Wi-Fi connection for a minute. Uh, and so you mentioned Alexei Lafreniere. What is the number you see him getting? I think two, two and a half million. I mean, I really. You jinxed it. You oh, are my God. You are. A How the hell did this happen? You are a jinx. 
Oh yeah, my I goodness! Didn't you? Uh, you know what? I had to say something. But Anthony's right, by the way, Phil. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll start this for him. Uh, I hand him Kako's contract. And you say two years bridge deal. Here you go, kid. Go break forty points for the first time. I'm not yeah. paying you a dime more. I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you on that. There's no reason to go overboard for this kid. He's not going to get long term. And there are definitely some issues that need to be hammered out with him. Uh, I, I wonder how seriously he takes his off seasons. Uh, I haven't seen an improvement in the skating. I haven't seen the improvement in strength and conditioning. I, I want to see more. There, the talent's there. The hockey IQ's there. Where the hell is everything else? And that's what that's what I want to know. So, um, <laughs> Drew is shutting him down now because he doesn't want him talking. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got, I got one for that one. There's, there's, uh, there's Chris Drury right there trying to silence Anthony. <laughs> and that's even better because this stank look on Drury's face. He just looks like he got the ass of the word. He just looks like he got a layup handed to him in bar talk. <laughs> Well, sometimes the layups have to be there for us to talk about. I would be very happy about that one. Uh, you know, to see layup talk be handed to Drury and Drury be looking at Mark like, are you kidding me? Does it bear shit in the woods? (laughs) See, that would be great for an honest press conference. Side note, by the way, I can't believe that was in an actual press conference this week with the Philadelphia Flyers. That that's. Oh God. Well, That's, that is just ridiculous. That's well, unprofessional. You can't have it happen. Can't have it happen. Well, and and you know what? Look, th- not to get political on this in any way, but it's also a female blogger that was asking a question. So then it seems even more like offensive to do it. Like just, oh, and it's a valid question. It was a valid question. Why did Garner Hathaway go to a rebuilding team? Because they're, com- they're really tearing it down, but whatever. Anyway, Phil, back to this. The paranoid people are going to run around now and say that the New York Rangers have $2.3 million worth of cap space. They're never going to be able to get, um, they're never going to be able to get Alexei Lafreniere right there. And can someone really offer sheet Lafreniere in order to put the screws to the Rangers? Where'd this burp come from? I don't know. Um, no, I, I doubt that's happening. I mean, I, I think the the Montreal Carolina saga with Sebastian Ajo is it. I think that's gonna put a stop on offer sheets for a while. I really think teams are gonna look at that, especially with this cap situation, and, and you know the the cap supposedly going up. You know, after this upcoming season. I, I just think that there are a lot of teams that are in the situation where they need the cap space right now. And I, I, I don't think that um, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. So I, I, I can't see it. Uh, I, I think if anything, Lafreniere is probably going to get signed to a deal. That's probably just over $2 million. Uh, I, I, I would say for two years, probably. He doesn't deserve a long-term deal at this point. He has a lot to prove. I, I think there are questions being asked of him. And now it's gut check time. It, it, it's time to get your shit straight and get everything together and really start working 
on the stuff that's going to make you a successful professional hockey player. Uh, uh, to me, I, I think there's a bit of immaturity on Alexi Lafreniere's part. Um, I, I don't, I don't think that he deserves any more than two by two, maybe two point one, maybe two point two five. But I, I don't even know if he's going to get that. I, I, I think that. You know, obviously with some of these guys not making the roster, they're going to come off the cap. Like, let's take a look at the Rangers cap situation right now and some of the guys that may not make the roster. So um, you're looking at guys like maybe an Alex Belzeal. You know, Tyler Pitlick, for all we know, could not make it. I mean, excuse me there. But, I mean, you got Ben Harper that counts on the Rangers cap right now. Uh, Connor Mackey counts on the Rangers cap right now. They're going to get cap space from some of those guys going down to the AHL. Uh, so I, that's what I, that's what I see. I, I don't see the Rangers buying out. Or they can't buy out Barkley Goodrow anymore. I mean, if they don't trade Barkley Goodrow and try to go for Vladimir Tarasenko, then, you know, they're going to have cap space. But I mean, even, even if I, I just, I think the Rangers will be fine in terms of cap space. I just think that I, I can't see anything more than two two years, two point two five million for Alexi Lafreniere. I, I I don't I don't think he deserves that. I don't think he deserves anything more. Look at yeah, this. he doesn't really deserve a dime more. And, and even well, look, even to your point, Kako Kako's deal was what two two times two point one. So yeah. you can turn around and just say, hey, you know what, Kako Kako has played better than you, and. Why do you deserve any more than what he got? Yep. And that's exactly what I do. Go look. Maybe you don't have the opportunities. Maybe you do. Cash in on the next contract with us. And that's what we'll do. You know what? I'm I'm going to interject with this comment here. I'm not saying it's entirely Alexi Lafreniere's fault. The the Rangers have definitely mishandled them. I I would absolutely agree with the fact that uh, Chris Kreider may need to be moved down at even strength. I think for the the overall future of the franchise, I mm-hmm. think this would help. But if you're going to tell me that Alexi Lafreniere has played well enough to consistently earn a spot in the top six, I can't say that you're being honest with yourself. I really can't. I, 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 I he, there needs to be better efforts. He's very inconsistent at times. There are times where he looks like the player that he should be one day, and there are times where he looks almost disinterested and. In the, the times where he looks like he's disinterested, you don't notice him at all. He's like, he's like a ghost. So, I you know what? I gotta. We need more from him. Uh, that's for Chris Kreider as usual. You're saying with that Kreider the friendly ghost. You know, Chris Kreider's another story. It play, but play you mean with Alexi Yeah, yeah. You know what, Philk? I usually defend Chris Kreider on this and say his game is away from the puck, and if the puck's not finding you, that that hurts him. Sort of like his tippins in front. Last year he was getting more. Uh, the year before he was getting more rebounds. He was getting more deflections. Last year, Mika Zibanejad with those, those pucks were going in or going wide. If they're not, if if that if that's what's happening, Chris Kreider isn't going to be as productive. That being said, going back to Alexei Lafreniere, he does have a game with the puck. He does want the puck and can try to handle it. And that's where it's like that's where it's good for the kid line. But all three of them want the puck, so. You know, they, the, the Rangers have to have a coach that's going to properly utilize these guys. And I'm not completely ripping 
Gerard Gallant by saying that, but he didn't address that problem. That was one of those things. And when you're, when you're going to be the Rangers coach, that's, you know, that's, that's what you got to get because right now the Rangers are about to be the first team to completely piss away a first and a second overall pick because reasons they don't have any. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand with that. By the way, Tommy, uh, Coach Lange was in at Croker's uh, two weeks ago. Great seeing him. Uh, so we are going to step out of here right now, and we're going to get ready for bar talk. And uh, hopefully by then, Anthony's technical difficulties will be over. Shot. This is the easiest cyber to answer. Let me say fear. I can't even begin to describe. I'm actually going to go crazy. I'm going to buy everybody around on this one. Welcome back, everybody, to Big Alpha Hockey's Bar Talk, where we're gauging our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice of drink. Are you so confident that you're going to buy everybody around? So, so I'll just have a beer or, oh, God, just can I get a shot? As a matter of fact, I'm staring at um, some leftover whiskey that I have <laughs> lay up top. <laughs> You know, wait till wait till I'm on, and we'll get some layup talk on on Core Python. Yeah, um, God, let, I'm, let's staring, I'm, I'm still that. staring at like a whole lot of whiskey that. that I had from the last all, time. I played all golf. of you out there, guys and girls, have to tune in for that because Mark is going to hand Core every single layup that he can think of, and Core's face is probably going to look like the guy from The Office where he rolls his eyes at him. <laughs> And by the way, of course, as far as bar talk, when it, when it, whenever we do bar talk, always I ask the question, why go to the liquor store? Make it a drizzly night. Go on drizzly. You got the app or the website, either one you want. Have them bring everything to you. Beer, alcohol, liquor, parties, whatever you're going to do. Got taco night coming on Thursday. I'm going to have them bringing liquor to me. And of course, Big Apple Hockey Trucker hats are available. Uh, check the link below. It goes to our eBay store. Filk, as we're waiting for Anthony to get back on, there have been a lot of like predictions for lines for the New York Rangers right now. And some of the sites, a lot of them, I can't believe how many, Filk, are predicting Blake Wheeler, Vincent Trocek, and Artemi Panarin to be together. The Rangers can play Blake Wheeler and Artemi Panarin together. I mean, technically, yeah, they they can. Is it the best idea? I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, I, I do think that Wheeler can win a lot of those board battles that Panarin doesn't want to win, because it seems like over the last couple of years he's kind of shied away from some of those. Um, it, it, I don't think it's necessarily a bad fit. I don't th- necessarily think it's a great fit either. Wheeler is not a complete pass-first player. I mean, he has several seasons of 200-plus shots, so it's not like he's just looking to dish at all times, although he's known primarily as a playmaker. But, uh, yeah, I I, I get why there would be concern about playing two guys that are uh, known more so as playmakers together. So I'm going to say beer here. I, I do believe that Wheeler could actually benefit by playing on a line with Zibanejad and Kreider, who are both primarily shooters. Uh, and I would love to see 
more of something like that. And I think that line has lacked a real playmaker since since Zuccarello and Butchnevich both left. So um, I, I, I would like to see how that line works together. Shot. You can't put those guys together. There's no chance. There's never going to be a shot. There, except the one that I'm putting over your face right now. There, no, nobody's ever going to shoot the puck. And, oh, I'm, and you know what? Yeah, it, they're good enough to do both. I'm fine with that, Phil, but you got to be kidding me. There's no way. And, you know, and, and I do think, look, maybe they, they, that's what happens in the preseason. They proved me wrong. They're dynamic. Vinny Trocek, they're basically just feeding Vinny Trocek, and he scores 100 goals this year. But, like, <laughs> no, no, no. Panarin is, is too pass happy. Wheeler's too pass happy. I mean, Wheeler's actually less pass happy than Panarin. So we'll see about that one. But, I mean, no, absolutely not. By the way, as we mentioned during the A block, 40-goal scorer Alex DeBrinkett was traded to the Detroit Red Wings. However, there is a, a guy that I think the Islanders should target. He's on a team that's sort of a tweener right now. They're leaning towards a rebuild. The Islanders should target Winnipeg's Nikolai Ehlers. Mr. Oh, Fugelsky. you screwed that name up. Ah, oh, damn it. Really? Yeah, you did. All right, fix it. Womp, womp, womp. Thought I had it. Nope. It's a J at the end. And I can't in J. You got it or I got it. Get the Mark messed up gif. All right, I'll get that out. (laughs) And you're still wrong. AJ, not IJ. Oh man! Okay, let's try this one again on the lead-in since uh, I cut off the shows a little bit. There's the mark messed up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lana should target Nikolai Ehlers. What do you think? He's got a six million dollar cap hit for the next two seasons. He's 27. He'll be 28 in February. I mean, he wasn't bad. He was actually pretty good this year at 38 points in 45 games, only 12 goals, though. So the only reason why I'm going to say shot here is because the Islanders need a sniper. They don't need another playmaker. Why why are you bringing in more playmakers when this team's Biggest problem is scoring goals. Mm -hmm. So I I like the player. I like the cap hit. I like the term. I even like the age. I I would say that the Islanders probably could re-sign him afterwards too, after after that time ends. Because their their prospect system right now, there's really not a whole lot going on there outside of William DeFore. Like – are you really depending on Ruslan Ishkakov to be a, a, a top six scorer? And I'm, I'm not trying to badmouth him or anything, but w- I mean, it's no guarantee that he ends up being a top six guy. He, he's kind of, he's not really a blue chip prospect. So again, why are, why do they need a, another playmaker? A guy that's very, very pass happy. He's got a good shot, but another guy that's very pass happy. So this is a shot for me. Well, after taking a while to get to his spelling his name right, 
Um, so let me get your shot up there first. And Phil, I love Nikolai Ehlers. I got him in fantasy every single year, but I got to put that shot right back up there. Even though I threw this one out there, and I think he's a good player at the Islanders. He, he, for me, he's like tailor-made to go to the Islanders. But on the other hand, Phil, uh, 2023, 45 games. 2021 uh, to 22, uh, uh, 62 games. Uh 2021, that was the, the 56 game season, only 47. Yeah, Granted, but he had 46 was, points in that season, which is really good. That was really good. He had yeah. 55 and 62. He had 38 and, and 45. But you know what the best availability is? The best ability is it's availability. availability. And I gave away the answer in midway through saying that. Yeah. I mean, the numbers are really good. He's about a 60 to 65 point player in a regular year. And I think at his very best, he could be like a 70-point player. And he he fits exactly the way the Islanders want to play. They want to play an up-tempo game with a lot of speed, a lot of a lot of creativity and puck movement. Um, they, they he's just not a goal scorer. That's it. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Now, last week, Philk, we had this exact topic, and we also said when the Islanders' grades were coming out. If they got to Brinkett, that was pending on the grade. Yeah. But the Detroit Red Wings signed six players this offseason. Uh, uh, Sprung, Comfer, Kotzen, Gossespair, Fisher. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Um, Hall and Lyon. And then they just acquired Alex to Brinkett and then signed him. The Detroit Red Wings had the best offseason so far. I want to say beer just because I, I do think it's up there. I think the Alex to Brinkett acquisition um, really, really helped them out big time. And they gave up a decent package, but not the world. And they didn't gut their prospect depth to do it, which is good too. I mean, Donovan Sabrango, I think is actually going to be an NHL player. I think he probably projects as a bottom pairing defensive defenseman with an outside chance of maybe being a top four guy. And of but, course, by um, the way, in Ottawa, they get the sell that he had two points in the gold medal game for, for team Canada, at the world juniors. Yeah. So I, I, I do think that, um, I, I do think that they got a decent return um, in Ottawa. And I, I think Detroit didn't give up too much at the same time, but um, I, I, I think overall, and if you if you put like the names back up there, I'll, I'll go I'll go by each one of them, and I'll let you know what I think. So Sprong, great! I thought that was a great signing. I Good really bottom six forward. No, I think he's I think he's a top six forward. And I, I think every he's time he's been given that opportunity, he's not not really done it. He can spot in the top six at times. I wouldn't put him in, up there for the full season. Okay, so so let me ask you this then: What do you consider a guy that put up almost thirty goals and almost fifty points then? I would call him a top six forward then. Yeah, and then just to look at – I'm sorry. He put up 21 this year. Sorry, my fault. I, That's I at least a little bit better for me. <laughs> yeah, 20, 21, 21 goals, though, but only in 66 games. So he was on pace for about 30. I, I would I would put him in pencil in the top six in, in your case. I wouldn't put him in ink just yet. Yeah, Chris, I, I corrected myself there, yeah. I, I thought it was a little more, but it was it was 21, but only in 66 games. So he he paced for almost for like 25 to 30 goals somewhere in that range. But again, 46 points, 
on a, on a Seattle team that really didn't have any superstars. You got to remember, Jared McCann was really leading that offense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, him and Natty Veneers. But it, again, it, it's, it, I, I would say he's a top six forward. I think JT Comfer is a great middle six guy. Like, you want to plug him in your middle six anywhere, he can work on a second line as a guy that really goes in and wins, lose puck battles, plays defense, is a real spark plug. Or he could be a guy that could drive play on a third line. Um, Gossespierre, up and down. I mean, he's put up points. Let's see what he does here. I I, I thought that they – I mean, I guess, yeah, they needed a puck mover. Costin, for a former first-round pick, 2017, let, again, kind of has to prove himself. Not necessarily a bad deal. I mean, Christian Fisher, I'm not really high on him. I mean, he's a okay bottom six piece. Justin Hall, not really a, a big fan of. Uh, Alex Lyon, backup, okay. But, I mean, again, they, they did good. I wouldn't say, like, their all season's great. But you know what? I don't think anybody that's had it had a great, great, great offseason where they're completely knocked it out of the park. I don't think any team has really done that. So if that's what you're looking for to say it's like the best offseason, I don't know if there's a team that's like that. I agree with you on the sentiment that it's probably not. Oh, so you said beer on this, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm going beer. Okay. Um, I think they had the best offseason of the teams that were there. I'll go with. I'll go them over the Devils. I think they've greatly improved their team. I think the Devils may have had the best offseason. Overall, when you all things considered, I think they may have had the best one. Right. And I still kind of like that. Yeah, you know what? You talked me down to a beer. I didn't put the graphic up in time. So technically speaking, that that does count. We'll use that one. Because I was ready to buy a round on this one. And oops, sorry, Phil, put that comment back up. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on this, Chris. Um, I don't know why Seattle gave up on him either. And Shane Wright projects more as a center. We always thought that Matty Veneers and Shane Wright would be the the two centers of the future for that team. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that comment. Uh, There's been some chatter that Shane Wright might not even start with Seattle next year. I'll wait to see. Chatter is always chatter. Let's, I mean, we're in the middle of the off season right now. We're like almost smack dab in the middle of it. So let's actually, no, I shouldn't say that smack dab in the middle. will probably be the beginning of August, but we're, we're heading towards the middle. So let, let's this is kind of the off season, the, the NHL, they, they like to, they like to go to their cottages. You know that Philk. Yeah. So, I mean, let, let's, let, let's see what happens with Shane, right. When it comes to training camp, I want, I, I personally, I would love to see Shane, right. Come to training camp. In great shape, motivated, focused, and have him wow them and absolutely force them to play him in that lineup. Well, it's uh, hopefully he'll be as focused as he was staring down the Montreal Canadiens draft table. Yeah, that's the energy you want. Phil, let's go to a guy that used to play a lot against Detroit. He played for two teams last year. Vladimir Tarasenko remains unsigned, 18 goals, 32 assists, 50 points with the Rangers and the Blues. We know we narrowed it down to about four teams on Tarasenko, but Vladimir Tarasenko playing a one-year deal next year. I'm going to buy a round on this. I, I, I think at this point, I don't think any team is looking to give him a, a more than a one-year deal. I, I think there's one, 
They're scared by the drop in production from his career year in 2022 to this past season. Um, two, I also think that they're scared by the injury history that he has with that shoulder. This is a guy that was uh, a perennial 30 to 40 goal scorer. He had multiple sh- uh, surgeries on his shooting shoulder. And, uh, you know, I thank God I didn't tongue tie myself there. I always get that one tied up. Shooting but, shoulder, shooting shoulder. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, <laughs> and then you, you look at that and you say, hey, this guy's getting older. He's got an injury on a, on a vital part of his body that, you know, that he uses really for his moneymaker. So <laughs> I, I, I think he gets a one-year prove-it deal. I think we're at the point in the offseason where there's very little interest on uh, giving him a multi-year deal. I know that this is the kind of the sentiment that's going around right now, that people think that he wants to come back to the Rangers. And I, I think that may be a part of it, but I'm not sure if that's completely the case where it's just that holding up. I think I think his previous agent, Paul Theophanis, might have misplayed his cards and he's not getting those multi-year deals so he went to CAA with Brisson and Barry and is now looking to try to see if he can get a multi-year deal with a team. And there just may not be any biters at this point. I, I, that, that, to me, I think is more of a realistic and probable scenario than him wanting to come back to the Rangers, even though I do think that there's a very large part of Tarasenko that doesn't want to leave New York, that was very happy here, and he wants to stay with this team. So... I'm just going to be honest with you. Don't get your hopes up for that. I would love it too if he came back, but don't get your hopes up on it. He's not playing on a one-year deal. There's no way he's playing on a one-year deal. Let me go a team that's going to give him a that's going to give him a multi-year deal. I think he's going to push for at least a two to three-year deal. I don't see this happening. I've seen it all along since, since the day the Rangers got him, Phil. He okay. has one more payday. He has one more payday. That's it. You're right. This is so it. So why is he going to do it on a three-year deal then? That would be I don't against, know. all logic at that point. So if he gets a two- or three-year deal, he's got to come back two or three years later and then try to hope that he can get a deal for, what, another three years at, what, 33, 34 years old? That makes no sense. That makes he's no sense. Have, it's it's going to have to play on a one-year deal. And you look at what he had before. Let's go from 27, uh, 27, uh, yeah, 2017. 75 points, 2017, 39 goals, 39 assists. He would score 30 goals the next two years, 33 the next two years, but his production went down 66, 68 points. 2019, 10 games played. That's 2019, 2020. Uh, 2021, 24 games, 14 points. Then he had the 82-point explosion to say, Hey, he's back. And then last year, 50 points and a minus 14. Ugh, I, I don't know, Felk. I, I just, I, I I think the guy that we think Vladimir Tarasenko is, is not there anymore. And this is the controversial take I'm going to, that I had, that I promised one of the, the viewers that were on Twitter. This is, I, I, I look at that and go, why bring him back if you're the Rangers? It's too many cooks spoil the stew. If that's the case, you should have signed the Blake Wheeler contract for one year and have that as the prove it money. 
but instead he's trying to get a payday and I don't blame him. He deserves as much money as he gets it. And, but that's why, that's why he's looking at a team like San Jose. I mean, but you might go to San Jose, maybe one year. deal. I, I, th- I don't think San Jose realistically involved. I don't think he wants to go there. I, I think he's just trying to draw. I think that's the agent trying to drum up the market. And why, why is San Jose trying to bring in a 31 year old player whose numbers dropped off drastically from the year before. Like to me, yep. that doesn't make sense either. I, I think that's a smokescreen. But see, I because look, if that's what you're outlining, and maybe later on in the year, the offseason, I'm wrong. He doesn't get that deal. But right now, I'm not handing him a one year deal. And if it's if it's him, I have to try to force at least a two year deal or something. Yeah, get get paid by something. You can't, you can't do a two year deal because you're just at the same point and. Not only that, all right, so it's either a one-year deal right now or it's a long-term deal of like five, six years. So that to, yeah. I think those are the only options. I don't think there's any in between. So Because like you said, it's got to be that last payday. And if it's not this year, he's got to play this one year out, have the best year that he can have, and then hope with the cap increase next offseason that there are more teams in play. So yeah. I, to me, I, I, I don't see any other options other than those two. And that's if the cap increase comes because the NHL has been promising to do it for a while. Speaking about guys that had a huge drop off offensively, Philk, Matt Dumba, he went from 27 points to 14 points. He's unsigned right now, Philk. Matt Dumba is this year's John Klingberg. Oh, that's a layup. We're just going to, I'm just going to be straight up with you. I'm not even going to make the face. I'm just going to say layup. John Klingberg was in the same exact situation last year, was uh, uh, a player that had seen a little bit of a decline in production. I I think John Klingberg is much better defensively and offensively than Matt Dumba, but it's the same situation, a player that had an offensive decline. I mean, he had 36 points in 53 games in 2021, uh, 47 points in 74 games in 2022. Far cry from that 67-point season he had in 2018. But, you know, a guy that was regarded as like a 50-point defenseman, maybe a 60 on a good day, and then he scores 47 points in his contract year. It gets a one-year deal with Anaheim, gets dealt to the deadline. It's only 33 points in 67 games. Dumba is um, not in a, a great position, but this is absolutely round. Before I even stop and let Anthony go in, I'm just going to say happy birthday to my buddy Jason, um, one of my good friends from hockey. So happy birthday, Jay. Um, Jay and his son Dylan are both longtime viewers of the show. They've been with us since day one. So um, happy birthday, Jay. Love you, bud. And again, happy birthday. And also, Anthony, I am not saying anything else. You just go ahead and take it away. Is Matt Matt Dumba this year's John Klingberg? Um, It's it's absolutely around for me. Uh, You know, I'm I mean, this is a guy that I wasn't sure. Like, I didn't think that he'd get six million again on this next contract, but he's still he's still a good player. Um. I'm surprised that he's still unsigned. Just goes to show the market right now. Teams are so abstract. They 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 really can't afford to give him the you know the AAV that he's looking 
for, even if it's at a slight discount at like, you know, let's say five. So um, I, I've heard him link being linked to the Coyotes. Uh, I... Oh my God. Again, he can't win. He can't win. What the hell is going on today? He can't win. Uh, it, this is terrible. Oh, God. All right. Well, it's, uh, I, I, I hope it's on his end. I mean, I'm hardwired, so I shouldn't uh, have that problem I'm right here. I'm not having problems. Well, it, right, right. I mean, Suffolk County. I guess that's the only way to say that. But oh man, uh, uh, hey, uh, hey, Suffolk County. He's Suffolk County. I know. All right, there. So good what point. Are you, what are you talking about? I'm at elitist Nassau. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going over the round on this one. He should have signed day one. You go, you you have a precipitous drop down to 14 points, and you're going to ask for big money. Nope. Uh, let, let me just run out and go get you. And Matt Dumba's another guy. He's been trade rumored for years, and he's had injuries. I'm not running to go sign him to big money. You're going to have to prove it. You're going to be. You're uh, sorry, man. Anaheim Ducks are calling you. Just. Or Arizona. Arizona is actually landing some big players. Like when they landed Jason Zucker, we were we were shocked on the uh, free agent trade deadline or the free agency day. Um. Yes. So, by the way, Philk, a lot of reports have been saying this, and I want to just get your thoughts on this. The Eric Carlson sweepstakes are down to potentially the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Carolina Hurricanes. Eric Carlson will get the Penguins or the Canes in the Stanley Cup Finals. So he's going to be the piece that gets them to the Stanley Cup yes. Finals, is what you're saying. Shot. <laughs> All right, so the, this is the layup, uh, the shot version of a layup. So <laughs> I, I, those teams, well, the, the Canes – Okay, I can see that the Canes, it depends on what goes the other way. But the the Penguins? The the Penguins are so flawed as it is. They, their, their roster is so flawed as it is. You add Eric Carlson to that. Are you really trying to tell everybody that Tristan Jari is going to be the one that's going to get that team to the finals? I, 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 for, for them to go, I just can't believe, I still can't believe, rather, that the guy that was constantly referred to as a scapegoat over the last three seasons was re-signed to a five-year deal of an AAV over $5 million. And now this guy's supposed to be the goalie that's going to get them to the Stanley Cup finals? I, I, I can't. I, I, I don't even know what to say there, but um, no, I'm, I'm shot on this. Anthony, we got we to get to you as quick as possible. I think he's frozen and done again. Oh, come on. He wasn't even, he didn't even get to talk. I mean, it, oh. it's just, yeah, it, it, it's bad. Yeah, that yeah, connection. Poor guy's been trying his best. It's a shot. There's no chance. Look, he, look, Carolina might make the Stanley Cup finals. I'll give you that. I think their window might have passed, by the way, but that's a different story. Uh, my friend Pete would argue against me. Speaking about weird moves, they're talking about trying to get Eric Carlson, and they're also trying to get the Anthony D'Angelo deal to go through, or Tony. 
So, uh, and whatever. He's back to Anthony. You've been bad. So, it's just, uh, I don't know, Phil. I don't know if I can realistically take uh, take an Eric Carlson deal, especially especially at Pittsburgh. you got to be kidding me. Your problem's on defense? You're getting Eric Carlson? I, I like this comment here. He could also very real regress back to like 50, 60 points next year. Okay, so here, here's the problem. You have a player that in San Jose, yeah, I, I, I get that he scored 100 points. That's great. But he was literally able to just go out there and do whatever the hell he wanted without any any responsibility to his own defensive end because they just they were bad. They were bad. So, oh, okay, here, here's your plan. We're just going to let Eric just do whatever the hell he wants. He's going to control the power play, and he's going to get the minutes that he wants. So now, I mean, he stayed healthy, and the entire offense ran through him. In Pittsburgh or anywhere else where there's structure and there's other players that need the puck, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And I'm not saying he couldn't be a 70, 80-point defenseman, but – he's not going to be anywhere near a 100 point defenseman on a team that actually has weapons and that has to not have their entire offense run through him like it did in San Jose. So uh, I don't see it. I mean, I get, I get that San Jose is going to try to sell high and they should, but a team that any team that requires him is not getting a 100 point defenseman. They're getting somewhere maybe around 60 points, I would say. So I, I just I, I can't see it. No, it's not happening. It's, it's, he's I, I, I even if he goes to the Penguins, even with their last gasp of talent that they have, no, it's not happening. Like you so trying what, to just, what does Pittsburgh give up to get him? That's really what's important to look to ask too. Because they it, got draft picks. I guess that's enough. But they're not retaining salary from what uh, Mike Greer was saying. Mike is going to have to retain salary to get this deal done. There's no way he's not retaining a significant amount. I, of I just wonder how you fire Kyle Dubas already. Like, and I was watching. I was watching the um, the the Maple Leafs on uh, on Pittsburgh Amazon. Two point three over the cap. I, I don't even know what they're doing. Salary. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, is All Marcus right. Pedersen going in return? Maybe, I mean, I, I I don't even I can't even look to see who they got because I'm so disinterested. They they've they overpaid on everybody. They tried to keep the band back together. Um, I don't I don't know what to do with 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 the Penguins. If you were if if I was Dubis, I wouldn't know what to do right now. Certainly, yeah, but the answer isn't Eric Carlson. Goalies that they're paying over 1.5 million to. You have Jari at 3.375, DeSmith at 1.8. Alex Ndelkovic at 1.5. So one of those two goalies has to go. Marcus Pedersen likely has to go. I, I don't think San Jose wants to take that type of salary back. And I don't think they want those guys. And I don't think you could trade Ndelkovic right now because they just signed him. No, Mark has not called him John Carlson yet, but we're waiting. Not yet, Stephen. Not we're, yet. We're waiting for that one. <laughs> By the way, speaking about guys named John and people that are unsigned, Jonathan Taves. It remains unsigned by the Chicago Blackhawks. John the Taves will play in the NHL this season, Philk. Oh, um, I think he will. I, I'm, 
I'm going to buy around, actually. I think he will. I, I just think it's going to be for a contract that he's probably not going to like. I, I, I think there are teams that are wondering how much he has left in the tank. Uh, his numbers in Chicago uh, since that 80-point year have really gone down. And, I mean, I think there's just a lot of mileage between regular and season and playoff games on that body. And, and that's a big problem for, for him. I mean, he's 35, just turned 35 back in April. I mean, only 30, 31 points in 53 games this year. Not bad, but that's with 17.43 of ice time per game. Mm-hmm. He's not getting that where he goes. I, I really don't see it. Um, who, who has a need for a potential second-line center right now? I think he's, you're looking at third-line center money. I, I think he's looking at third-line center role and money, and I, I, I think he thinks otherwise, and that's probably why he hasn't signed yet. So I, I just I have a hard time seeing where the fit is as a second-line center. This is another reason why I wish Anthony was. Oh, sorry. So, uh, what'd you say for a Felk beer? Uh, no, I said round. I, I oh just, yeah, I think I. I'm not sure if I flashed it, but I'll do it no, again. No, I don't think you did. But um, all right. Well, it's a nice graphic. Yeah. Uh, this is one reason why I wish Anthony was around for this. This was one of his. Uh, two weeks ago, I bumped it to this week because I figured we were loaded on topics last week. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go beer on this, and the reason why. He's been having a lot of health problems since 2020. I, I just hope he's going to be okay. And John Rad, yeah. about this. Thank you, John, because that's that's one of those problems that you have to you have to ask that question: Is he okay? Because 53 games last year, he did it. Get in. Uh, he missed the entire 20, uh, 20 21 season. So like that's the half season. But yeah. he did. He did get seventy-one games in uh, the year after the the lockout shortened season. Not the lockout short. The COVID shortened season. Like with the NHL, I'm so used to saying yeah. lockout that that was just tripping yeah, off my tongue. Seventy-one, uh, seventy-one games, thirty-seven points. I mean, the, the the he actually had a better year this year than he did the year before. But uh, I just don't. I, I can't see where he's a second line center. All right. Um, actually, let's save. As I just looked over, I saw Jay's question. I want to save that for the Q and A in a little bit. Yeah. But, that too. Uh, also, Adam Fantilli signed his ELC. Adam Fantilli will score sixty points next season as a as a rookie. I'm gonna say beer, um, and the reason why I'm gonna say beer is that he. Um, uh, Anaheim has some talent. They have some good young talent. And you could put him with someone like Trevor Zegers. You're Columbus. also Columbus. What's that? Columbus. Oh, Columbus. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Duh. Wow. See, uh, there, there's a Philip messed up. Um, Columbus. <laughs> has, counts. Yeah. No, it, it's, yeah, it's Columbus. But that just goes to show you how shocking it was that he wasn't taken second overall. Wow. I, I, we were shocked too. But Leo Carlson's no slouch, so no, uh, he isn't. He isn't at all. You're right. Um, it just there's talent around him. I mean, you could put him with Line A and Gaudreau, and that could be a monster first line. 
but I, I just, I really wonder if he gets that spot or, or, or does Kent Johnson end up taking that spot? Or, I mean, I know Jack Roslovich has been one of their top centers for a while, but I, I really have a hard time kind of like saying that it's a lock. So I'm going to say beer, but it wouldn't shock me if he did. I'm going to go beer too. Uh, I, I want to go round. I want to actually just say he's going to, they're going to throw him on with Johnny Gaudreau and he's just going to kickstart right from there. And then that's going to be it. Uh, but you know what? It's not that easy just to step into the NHL as a rookie and just do this. And Jack Eichel, I don't think he got 60 his first year. No, 50. Uh, I know he had 20 goals, but and he scored in his first game. But, I mean, it, Connor McDavid didn't score in his first game. Uh, he, matter of fact, had a broken collarbone, which affected a lot of his production that his first year. Well, you never did. know what happens with these people on their first year. You don't know what's going to happen with Connor Bedard. That's why he's not a lock for the, the Calder Trophy. So... I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go beer. I I feel confident enough to hope that it's gonna happen, but not really there. And last one, Philk. Before we do get to get some Q and A in here, the NHL needs an NBA style summer league. I'm gonna go beer. Yeah, I I know that like the NBA has it and. I, I don't know. I don't really know what the viewership is on that. I just think that, you know, as a player, you do need to take the time off. I don't know if that's necessarily a great thing for players. I don't know if I want the players doing this. I think rookie, I, I think I agree with David here. I think rookie, you know what? I'm going to go shot. I'm going to go shot. I think rookie minicamp is actually good enough. I, I kind of agree with that comment there. Because I, I want, I want the offseason, I want the players to really focus on their strength, their conditioning, their skating, and so on. Like, I, and this is another good comment. Expand on Traverse City, like, if you want to do that. Like, expand on that a little bit. I, I think that's a good idea. I wouldn't go too overboard with it. Wouldn't make it, like, as intense as, like, the, the World Cup of Hockey. Because um, I, I know that sometimes players can get injured in those tournaments, and then it, mm-hmm. it ruins their regular seasons or at least the starts to the regular seasons. So I, I'm going to – this is gonna actually going to be a hard pass for me. I'm going to say no shot. Yeah, no. the uh, They don't need to – I don't even know if it's oversaturating the product. I, I made a joke the other night at the bar that they should put Travis City on TV first. You're right yeah. about that, Romanelle. But uh, the – I look at this, Phil, and I just go – it's like the preseason for the preseason. And, yes, rookie camp, John, I got to agree with you 100%. Shot on that because you don't need it. You just you just don't. It's just – it's too much. The great thing about the NHL is that there is an offseason. For, for most of us, we can sit back, relax, go do some other things. I mean, not us. We're going to have programming all the way through till, till September. We might take a week off eventually in, in August. But – it's just as far as, as as far as needing extra hockey to go, these kids have enough on their plates. No, they don't need the you don't need to get a summer league. 
Well, that's going to be the end of NHL Bar Talk on Big Apple Hockey. So what do you guys think? And I saw a lot of you playing along right there with the comments. Great job. Let's get some Q&A in here. And just kind of sucks that we only have three of us today and not all four of us, but all four of us. Jesus. There's a mark messed up. How about yeah. that? One? Well, well, <laughs> There's only two of us, not three of us right now. Does Kane sign with the Rangers or another team? Which one, Islanders or Sabres? Oh, wow. Um, I, I think he's a realistic option for the Rangers. If the I, 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 All right. Semi-realistic, sorry. So I, I just think that it's – after Lafreniere, they're not going to have a lot of cap space. And I don't know if Drury wants to go do that 15-man roster nonsense again. Um, but I think he's more realistic than Vladimir Tarasenko probably. Uh, I, I just, I wonder if he holds off on signing until after his, uh, surgery is all completed and like, he's really back into the groove of like recovering and recuperating and, and try, and, and then maybe he has a better timetable as to when he's going to be available and then maybe signs later on. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I think Buffalo could be a, a somewhat I, – I think they're probably the favorite right now. So I would say so too. Uh, I think Buffalo does make some sense. I can actually – he's coming off hip surgery and Backstrom had it. Maybe that gives you, that gives you the belief because Backstrom ended up looking more like himself towards the end of the year. I think it's rough, but uh, I, I just think he's, I, I don't, I don't, I think he's signing for a one-year deal. I don't, it might not necessarily be the Rangers or the Islanders. It might be like a team like the Dallas Stars or something like that. Like at the end, yeah, he might just want to compete, play some meaningful games. I could also see Patrick Kane being one of those guys that just signs, go back home. That's it. Um, Let's see what we have. You can't wait until he's healthy and accrue calf space while he heals. Well, you can. Uh, he could sign later on and just get a prorated contract. That could be there. And no, Mike, there are no drinks going on right now. But I do like what David said. The audience counts as one. Chris uh, T. Was that what you're going for? No, no. I, I was just laughing. I, not only that, I just thought of Audience of One, which is a, a song by Rise Against. So. Oh, okay. I'll look that one up. I like I like some Rise Against. That's a that's a uh, very good song. It's on Appeal to Reason. Uh, by the way, Christy is saying Buffalo will make the playoffs next year. He would uh, he would much rather play with Tage Thompson than a Matt Barzell who has just regressed since he entered the league. I don't know if I want to say that Barzell regressed. Barzell regressed offensively, but not as a complete player. I think he's gotten a little better defensively. I, I, I just I don't I don't think he was ever really going to be an eighty-five point player. I, I just the shooting just isn't there. It's not. And that's just not the type of player he is. I think he's just wired a different way. And I think he came into the right team at the right time where he was kind of insulated by a guy that took the top matchups, and rightfully so. And he was able to feast on on lesser defenses, and 
uh, you know, good, good on him for being opportunistic and taking advantage of, and, and putting up, you know, some great numbers as a rookie. He's the, you know, he's the last 85 point rookie. I believe there's no, been no big, big rookie years like that since. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely, I think he's regressed to a point offensively. I don't think he's, I think he's a little better defensively than he came up with. Uh, I, I just, the smarts, it's really like his just holding on to the puck for too long and all this other crap. I, I mean, I've gone over it ad nauseum, I feel like, when it, when I'm talking about Matt Barzal. But it, it's it's all it's all just – I think he's – I think you, you could definitely find it with him again. I just think he needs the right coach to bring it out to him. Yeah. So, Romanelle, by the way, has a hot take. And, oh, we forgot. We have a special game for you guys that we're going to be playing in a minute. So, um, Romanello's got a hot take. Uh, Boston misses the playoffs next year. Everyone had a career year and was all healthy. You know what? That might not be a hot take. I, I think there's a good chance Boston missed the playoffs. Yeah, and I, I think you're going to – I think a, a regression to from Linus Allmark is to be expected. I think that team is still a decent team, but their top two centers are who? Charlie Coyle and who at this point? Where's the center depth? The yeah, center God depth help me. I, I don't even know. I mean, I, I just it, – I thought they were going to go get Mark Shifley. That, that's what I thought. It, that, made a re, that made a lot of sense. But they just don't have a great roster makeup. And, and you're, yeah, right, a lot of guys had career years for them. So you still have Pasternak and Marchand who are incredible – but let's see what happens to them without Patrice Bergeron. I know. Oh, it's oh, Coyle, uh, Coyle and Zaka. That's right. Zaka played. Pablo center. Zaka back to center. Yeah. I mean, was so he a center? He was a wing. Line. Yeah, he was so, a wing last year. Yeah, um, and have Jake DeBrusque. Um, but you have Morgan Geeky. I mean, are you are you expecting him to make a big jump? You brought back Milan Lucic, and he's really a fourth liner. JVR, yeah. if you get if you get 15 goals and 30 points out of JVR, I think you take that in a run. Uh, and then Jesper Boquist sign uh, is with them. He's on a one year deal, and then he he. Uh, I think Boston's got 30 million dollars invested in their back end. That's 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 a lot. They don't have a lot of cap space. They have 5.4 million, but there's not a center really. I mean, unless they bring in Jonathan Taves to kind of take that. Patrice Bergeron spot and maybe Taze finds new life with a new team. I, I don't see how they answer their center issues. And cause yeah, you're right. They have 29.75 million invested on that back end right now. And All right. So, so we're going to do one question. Then we're going to do our special game that we got. We're going to start doing more of that, of those games. We're going to mention that in a minute. Uh, but state of survival wants to know is Columbus a playoff team right now? I'm going to give you a hard no, not in that division. It's going to be real tough. No, I, I don't see them being better than the Devils, the Rangers, the Hurricanes. I, I where, who, What teams are they better than? That, that's the question that you have to ask. I don't and think they're better than the Islanders. I don't, I don't think they're better than the Islanders either. I think the Islanders are more structured. I think the Islanders will flirt with a playoff spot. They could miss. They could make. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not completely sure that they're better than Pittsburgh. 
Um, I'm not completely sure that they're better than Washington. I, I think You're the only right team I know they're better than, Philadelphia. That's it, yeah. And that's it. Yep. So, everybody, throw more questions in there. Phil has only got about another 20 more minutes that uh, he's going to be on. Maybe less than that. Yeah. Maybe even less than that. But uh, if you haven't been checking out Imma uh, Immaculate Grid, which is really for baseball, they have one of them called Puck Dooku. And I've been playing this, and no, it isn't uh, the assistant to Count Dooku from Star Wars. This is something much better. So while we bring that in, and what we have today... Puck Dooku! Yeah, Dooku. Dooku. Oh, Dooku. My bad. Dooku. Puck Dooku. Dooku. Puck Dooku. Not, not, not Count Dooku, Mark. You know what? That's where my mind was going anyway, so we'll just go with that one. Then again, Mark right. probably calls the Deku tree in Zelda the Dooku tree sometimes, so I wouldn't... No, no, no. That's that's the Deku tree. <laughs> the Deku tree came first. <laughs> oh, All right, Phil. Uh, so we got nine guesses to do these nine things. I did uh, Somebody that played for the LA Kings and the Calgary Flames, I got Craig Conroy. How about you? Uh, I actually did this earlier on today. I don't know if you want me to make new guesses or give you the ones that I did. I think you're just going to assist me. So let's go with Craig Conroy, their current GM. So that's in there. That what's um, that? 3%? A what? That says three percent in there. Three percent of people. That's actually better than the one that I got because I, I I put Robin Regeer there and that got me four percent. So you get you did a little better there than. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. 50 assists in a season. Uh, I think there I was got, a guy. I got, a good one. I got no, no, that's too common. That's way too common. All right. So, wait, the better score is to say the one that's less common? The ones that are more rare answers. Yes. So, you don't want to give the obvious. Oh, you went to the one that I picked. Yes. Good man. I used to always play with Jimmy Carson everywhere. Now, what I didn't know, by the way, Phil, is you can actually use the same guy for multiple things. What's that? So you could use the same guy, multiple different answers. You can? I did not know that. No, I didn't know but, that either. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, you want the do you want the top one for Tampa that I put? Uh, not yet. Let's go with Chris Drury. We'll go with an easy one right there. Flames and, uh, 4%. All right. You got four, one. Better only than 4%. That's it. Yeah. That that's really good. That's a really good answer because people forget that he was in a Calgary flame. Uh, let's see Zach. Gojian. That's an easy one to just get on that. Oh, that's Roy. too high. I could have given you a better one. Who was your better one? Joe Riki, 0.1%. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. 50 assists, single season. Well, I I went I went Joe Bear Perot. Unless okay. you got one better uh, than that. I, I Lafontaine's gonna be higher, I guarantee you right now. I, I know, I know it's 23%, but Perot was 10%. I'm gonna start training my brain to think more like what you're doing. Yeah, more. Um, rare. Right now, I got to get these guys in here. I got a oh, I got a good one. Former Ranger that also played for the Red Wings was the one that I picked. Come on, guys in the chat, see if let's see if you can guess this one. Former Ranger and Red Wing played for the Rangers in the nineties. Uh, 
Former Ranger and Red Wing. He was teammates with both Steve Iserman and a future Rangers head coach in Detroit. Can blank. Well, it's it's obviously Gerard Gallant. It's the early '90s, so we're talking about that's the that's the future Rangers head coach. Also, an answer in this for me. Well, it's not a uh, well. That would be this <laughs> one. Gerard Gallant. Joe Coser. <laughs> no. Well, Joey Coser would fit. No, for- no, 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 no. This is not the answer for. Oh, yes. That's the answer for that one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Gerard Gallant played his last year or two. In two years. Two years there. Okay. So we have 50 assists in a single season. It is not Ray that. Shepard, John Radigan. Not Ray Shepard is the answer that I'm thinking of. Different. Right, Ray Shepard, it, it was who a guy I was thinking of. Ray Shepard, I don't think, ever hit 50 assists. Oh, wait, wait. Assisted a season? Can't be John O'Grodnick. It is John O'Grodnick. Wow. It is. Now, you got to remember. O'Grodnick had 50 50, assists in a season? 50 assists Uh, in a season with Detroit, with uh, playing with Steve Eiserman and Gerard Gallant. uh, He scored 30 twice for the Rangers. O'Grodnick uh, had a 40-goal year for the Rangers, I believe. That was 88-89-90, uh, I mean. Uh, okay. I so check that. That. Uh, I believe you might be correct on the year. Um, I ran the Neil Smith, so I, I have points for glory stuck in my head for the rest of my life. Um, which, by the way, that's a great story. I ran to Neil Smith on the street in uh, Nashville. Great guy. Talked hockey to him for about 20 minutes. My friends were wondering where the hell I was. Uh, one of the rare guys with a, a Stanley Cup ring for the Rangers and the Islanders. Anybody in the chat who's another one that has that? What? What is it? A Stanley Cup ring from the Rangers and the Islanders. Ooh. There's a flame. Oh, look, it's easy, but again, Phil, I got to work on this. Yeah, that was my answer, too. I got to be perfect. I mean, Yuri... Was Yuri Hoodler? Um, yes, Yuri Hoodler was one too. I wonder if I wonder how that came I out. How, I wonder if that one would have been a, a lesser answer, actually. All right, I gotta get this one, and unfortunately, we're pressed for time. I, I I'll give you an answer. It's a real good one. Steve uh, Casper. Wait, who? Steve Casper. Okay, we'll go with that one. Do we get any the, other? Um, he was a teammate of Gretzky's in LA in the '80s, and um, he was a uh, one of the original Tampa Bay Lightning rosters guys. Okay, uh, yeah. So Steve Kavzer, the uniqueness only 108 because obviously, uh, see, I you know what I did want to give it on that. I actually was going to say Dan Cloutier. My uniqueness was 51. I completely forgot Vinny LeCavalier played for both teams. Oof. Yeah. Kopitar. I mean, Kopitar and Zadarov Vernon was the popular pick. Valtteri Filppula, a lot of people. Yeah, you know what? I was was thinking of Valtteri Filppula, and I needed somebody that was a little more unique than that. Oh, man. Uh, we had the big apple hockey bar talk on there, but that still works. That's 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 a nice little uh, Chris T responded with Glenn Healy as somebody who had 
uh, rings with both the Rangers and the Islanders. So let's see nope. if that is correct. No, that is not correct. He was a one-time cup winner. Uh, I could give you his initials, and I'll give you a hint. It's the same initials as a Rangers head coach. PL? Nope. Not a current Rangers head coach, so uh, GG? Are the initials? Yep. Ooh, um, Greg Gilbert. Greg Gilbert is correct. Rich, good job on that one. Yeah, because he, that's right. He came in at the very tail end of the dynasty days with the Islanders as a young player. And yeah, I, I was thinking, I was like, Greg Gilbert, Cup winner Rangers. I was like, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, one of the, uh, like I, that's actually one of my favorite trivia questions. One of the other ones is who's the first player to play for the Rangers, Islanders, and Devils? The first player? First player to do it. Was it Sergei Nemchinov? No. No. Earlier. Earlier. Earlier and much more traveled. Okay, so Rangers, Islanders, and Devils. I'm just going to list off the players that have done it. Um, Nemchinov, Malakov, Van Beesbrook, Weeks. Uh, let's see here. Drawing blank earlier, 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 earlier. Yeah, he actually did it by. Oh no, he did it by '96. He did it by 1996. '96. Patrick Flatley never played for the Devils. That's correct. Um, Not Patrick Flatley. Uh, let's see here. Pardon me for one second, because. Ravner did it, but did it a lot later than that, obviously. Um, let's see here. Shit. Wow. This is really making me think. Someone earlier, um, Barry Beck never played for the Islanders. So that's not it. He accomplished it by 96. LaFontaine never played for the Devils. Um, LaVontaine's, I believe, the only one to play for all three New York teams. Um, crap. Uh, let's see here. Bernie Nichols never played for the Islanders. Um, let's see. Wow, this is, this is a tough one. The first one to do it. To play for the Rangers, Devils, Islanders, I'll give you 60 seconds left. Oh, geez. Wow. Throwing me under the bus here. Uh, Not Verbeek. Asham did do it, by the way, but Verbeek never Sergei Nemchinov is the second player to do it. By Sergei Nemchinov is the second player. Oh, God. Wow. Wow. I, wish I, I, think, I think State of Survival's got it. Because he's saying think NHL journey. I don't, I don't well, this guy look. played for. Give me one second. He played for only six teams, which I guess I would qualify as journeyman. To be honest with you. Yeah, that's that's definitely journeyman status. Uh, oh God. Um, forward or defenseman? Forward. Forward. All right. Uh, 
Uh, let me see. I want to make sure whether or not his son played for the Islanders. I don't think they're related. Uh, wow. Okay. Um, now you're now you're throwing me off with that one. Um, oh, jeez. I hate giving up on something like this, but I don't think I'm going to be able to get it. This is where it would be great for family trees. The trade tree videos, by the way, great. No, not P.A. Parento. No, it's definitely uh, not Jeff Courtnall. Jeff Courtnall was definitely a thorn in a lot of people's sides. No, Jeff Courtnall never played for any of those three teams. Jeff Courtnall, the final goal of the 1994 Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, wait, sorry, Trevor Linden. That's right. Sorry, Trevor Linden. He had Trevor both Linden, yes. It was yeah, no, because he had both of them. I, I, I fell into the Sam Rosen trap because he said he was surprised Courtnall shot it. <laughs> yeah. Um... Well, hold on. We got somebody that got it. All right, I'm not looking. I I really want to figure this out too. Um, I have to order food. Sorry. Um, not you know what? I give up. I, I don't want to spend too much time. Pat Conacher. Pat Conacher. Wow. Yeah. Wow. For some reason, I only remember him as as an LA King. It's weird all the teams oh, and then wow. i can answer that question because i stayed up i watched the rangers versus the kings when i was a senior in high school yeah i'm old and <laughs> back on had a goal in that game so did wayne gretzky and i believe uh i think daniel lacroix had a goal for the rangers in that game daniel lacroix that yeah that's an interesting name too yep Beezer did do it. So did Asham. So did Dunham. And so did Parento. Uh, quickly, Phil, who's the last guy to play for all three? Michael Grabner. Michael Grabner. So, uh, which I'll have to double check that, but I believe that is all that. Christy wants to do trivia again. Well, I mean, when, we used to always do trivia. Yeah, so, we had that at some point, like when we like a while ago, we were doing that here and there. But um, we started with it. It was just it was a lot of prep work, and I had to come up with just different questions. So uh, we're gonna we'll do some more of that because I mean, after all, Phil, it's the summer. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to do some of these. Yeah, so. we're gonna have to improvise to obviously give more material and stuff like that. Oh God, Rich goes, you're old. I remember the Rangers on Channel Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that as I well. Was one of the guys that did it was not the last one, though. Yeah. Well, and the funny part is Anthony might be back on in a second, and we're getting close to streaming, uh, getting out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Does Coley and, oh, wait, sorry. We, we were on the same thing. Yeah. Does Cooley Offman both make the Rangers a season? He thinks they both make it out of camp. Um, I think Ottman has a better chance to make it out of camp. I don't think Cooley has the same chance. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, I'm not trying to rush either one of these kids, though. I, I, I really wouldn't mind seeing Offman start in Hartford and, and then kind of work his way up. I, 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 don't, I don't see the need to rush these kids. Ooh, hey, Filk, Romanello's got a good one. 
Yeah, has anyone coached all three or or two of the three? Um, I don't know if anybody's. I can give you two names: one that coached the Rangers and Devils. That'll shock you. One that'll coach the one, and obviously Peter Laviolette has coached two of them now. Has coached two just now. So the one or he that, will coach his second, I should say. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he's obviously good. Um, uh, I know that. Right, so the Devils won the Rangers and the Devils. When did he coach the Devils? I think it was the second to last team he coached. I want to say it was the late '80s, maybe. Uh, Jim Schoenfeld. Who? Jim Schoenfeld. No, because he never coached the Rangers. Oh, that's right. He was only an assistant with them. Okay. Yeah. Crap. Okay. Oh. Oh. Ah, uh, no. You know what? I, I can't even lie. I saw it in the chat on accident. Crap. Sorry. You did? Yeah. Hurt Brooks. John. Wow. That is, that's a great yeah. one. I, 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 when, when I found that out years ago, I'm like, what? Herb Brooks? Yeah. And then he won the division with Pittsburgh after that. And then. Yeah. He retired, turned it over to uh, um, Ivan Holinska. Was that Ivan, Ivan Holinka? Ivan Holinka. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Romanell. Not a lot of people know that Herb Brooks coached many other teams besides uh, besides the uh, the Rangers. The, the Rangers. Yeah. Well, yeah. obviously, the way it is is the Rangers, Minnesota. Because he had to go home to Minnesota eventually. And then it was uh, the Devils. And then later on, he, I think about a decade later, he came back with Pittsburgh. So, but yeah, Brooks. Well, actually, no, Brooks went right to Jock Lemaire, not not to like a. Oh, are you talking to Pittsburgh? Okay, okay. Oh, I'm talking to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. sorry. All right. Yeah. It's like if you're French Canadian, eventually you're going to go back to Montreal. If you're from Minnesota or Michigan, you're going to be over there. Same thing with Boston. No, Kevin Constantine took over. That's right, in 98, 99. Or, sorry, 99, 2000. Sorry, he took over. Yeah. So Kevin Constantine took over for Brooks. And then the next year, was it Constantine? No, Ivan Holinka had them the next year. And that was when they went to the the set of the Eastern Finals. And they lost to Jersey, and then Dar- yeah, and they Darius ended up saying- scored the the series winning goal on Dominic Koshik, and then slid down the ice on his belly. Oh man! Well, who started? Jay Lewis is asking this one. I got one already set. Who started their career with the Islanders and or Devils, and ended their career with the Rangers, Islanders, or Devils? Who started their career with the Rangers, Islanders, or Devils, and who ended their career? with Brendan Shanahan started and ended with the Devils and played with the Rangers right before he ended with the – but he never – I completely played. forgot he went back to the Devils. Yeah, he went back to the Devils for his last year. That um, Oh, John Van Beesbrook. John Van Beesbrook started with the Rangers, ended with the Devils. Uh, um, Nemchinov, I think, ended with the yeah. Devils. Yes, yes, he did. I, I, I'm, oh, actually, no. I think he might have. Did he end with the Islanders? Because 2000, was it? Oh, you're right about that. I think he might have ended with the Islanders. No, he didn't. He didn't. He went to the Devils for. Sorry, right, I, I had it all wrong. 
No, because he, he started with the Rangers in 92. He had the 30-goal rookie year. And then yeah. the Devils in 02 was his last year. But he was a part of – he was a part of uh, – He's one of a few players to win the win the cup with the Rangers and the Devils. Yep. Uh, Vladimir Malakov Vladimir started Malakov. as an Islander. Started as an Islander as a Devil. The Rangers. Um, he did not end as a. Oh no! Did, did he wait? Did he play any games in San Jose? That's the question because the Devils dealt him to San Jose. The cap clearing move. You mean yeah. he wasn't? He wasn't caught skiing on a broken leg. They, no, he never played a game for San Jose. They traded him to San Jose, but he never played in San Jose. Uh, John Doug Waite started as – oh, no, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Forgot all about Doug Waite being an Islander for a minute. Yeah, yeah Doug Waite. Doug Waite ended as an Islander. Yep. Pat Flatley ended as a Ranger, right? I, I do know that Doug Waite ended as an Islander because Anthony and I actually um, – we got to meet Doug Waite in one of his final years at the Islanders. So that was a pretty cool story. Um, Rich, By the way, did he I, I'd, I'd ask I'd ask Phil, but he already knows the answer. Who's the only person to score on Mike Richter on a penalty shot? My lips are sealed. How many? How, wow, that's a good one. How no, Rich Kalan did not end with the Rangers. He played he played eight games in St. Louis in 2002. Those were his last ones. Yeah, Pilon didn't end. Yeah, I didn't think he did. So how um, many players with then Pat LaFontaine have played with all three New York teams? I'm not entirely sure of that, to tell you the truth. Oof. That's a that's a tough one. That's a good one. Charles started his career with the Islanders and ended with the Islanders. So he could, I guess you could put him on that list. Yeah, technically speaking, where the way it's worded, yeah, that's there. Yeah. So um, it's a nice little trivia segment. Uh, I'm going to have to sign off soon. Yeah, so am I, because I, I got to get ready for uh, for uh, the other podcast. Oh, yeah, by the way, Rangers Ice Brew. Um, that's the podcast that I'm going to be on. I will pull up their information right now. Um, just give me a second here. I have not put up the like, share, and subscribe at all today. So yeah. I am looking forward to zero growth. <laughs> so. Yeah. Wow, Mark. Well, that's 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 a lot. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, we'll still have plenty of shorts and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you can check that out on Philk's Twitter. And actually, Philk, I'll put that in the comments. Yeah, as Rangers, as Rangers, Rangers Iced Brew. Um, they're on YouTube as well. So uh, definitely check them out. I'll be on there 8 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. That's when they're going on. Um, and technically speaking, good. we're not in competition. So no, that's more definitely not a competition of any time. I mean, even us in Rangers Review, it's not a competition. Yeah, it's uh, a community. It's a community. We're trying to help everybody grow. Um, yeah, this is actually a good question here. But what do we think of Barn Rocker beer? It's not bad. It's not um, bad. Not the best. Not bad. That's not bad. But I mean, I I, I, I could throw a few down if you want to throw a few down. I could throw a few down. I've had it before. It's it's really not bad. Um, not my favorite beer, but I mean, I, I can I can drink myself, or, or I can drink and enjoy myself. I should say, I can drink myself. I can drink myself into a stupor. 
but if I wanted to, but yeah, I was going to, I would, that. I would rather have a barn rock. I could have actually have two or three. I've been to Oyster Bay brewing a lot. We're trying to get, I was trying to get an affiliation with them, but uh, we haven't been able to yet. All right. You want to start with this one? Ooh, Halak became the 10th goalie to start and win the game for the Rangers and the Islanders. Who were the other nine? I could right off the top of my head, Van Beesbrook. One. Uh, oh, God. Really? Uh, yeah, Van Beesbrook. Um, Weeks. Um, Biron. Um, why did Dunham. Dunham, yeah. Uh, Healy. Um, Steve Valaket. Valaket, that's another one, yeah. Uh, let's see here. That's six. Um, Jamie McLennan. Yeah, Jamie McLennan. That's another good one. Um, wow. Um, we have seven. So there's two more, two more, two more, two more. Uh, we already said that. We already said Kevin Weeks. We already said Kevin Weeks. Probably going to have to go back to the 80s. Hanlon? No, Hanlon never played for the Islanders, I don't think. I think it's definitely in the 90s. That's all. And that's all. from not Fisho. <laughs> no. No. Um, I think he was with the Rangers. For, no, Fisho wasn't with the Rangers. Never mind. Uh, we got two more. Two more. I'm uh, trying to see. No. Oh, God. Why'd you have to put it up, John? Phil, think 2010 or 2011. I just saw it. Crap. I didn't want Chad to Johnson. It. Yeah. That, that's that's a tough one. That's I a tough one. That's, that's a tough one. may have been one of them, but it wasn't. Um, and I'll tell you who it's not. And who I was tempted to say, Al Montoya. I don't think Al Montoya ever played a game for the Rangers. I think he might have played a game, but I don't think he won one. Yeah. All right. Oh, no. He never played a game. He It was only preseason he played. That's yeah. Fine. And, and the funny part is Al Montoya was actually pretty good in the minors. He just never really got his game to translate to the NHL. Oh, uh, it wasn't until yeah. you went to Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Empire, that is 100% right. You got to get the, yeah, got to get it, got to get a beer. All right, guys, I'm going to start playing this out right now. If you got like one more, yeah, uh, I've, I've got to get going because I've, I've got food coming and I've got to get real quick before I go on. That's all right, great. Because I actually have a girlfriend in that I have to go get dinner with, and uh, it's it's an important thing to make sure I get there as soon as possible today. So, yeah. So everybody, thanks for joining us this week. We got actually a lot of stuff that we got going on. Uh, we're gonna have uh, our Devils contributor Neil from Devil State of Mind to come on and do uh, like a Devils report with us. Every now and again, we're going to talk to, uh, I, I've got to reach out to Taylor. I want to talk to her about the stars editions. So I know you were trying to get on though. That would be great if all of us could get on. Um, uh, and also I, I still got some other stuff where we're going to be doing, uh, talking about hockey movies and stuff like that. So 
Everybody, it's uh, it, it's the off season for everybody else except for me. So <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be hunched over my computer doing uh doing shorts tonight. Ooh, what's that face, Phil? Different song. No, no. Bye, bye. Why does it sound different? Because I think it was lower. My cousin Phil, by the way, did sound for the New York Rangers. And I have a picture of him with the Stanley Cup. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I posted it one time and somebody decided to call him Ron Jeremy. But on the other hand, Ron Jeremy got a lot of action. So, there you go. All right, guys. Thank you very much. We will see you next week, same time, unless some big news breaks. But... Uh, we got a lot more hockey to talk about. Make sure you're subscribed and you left the, and you left us a like. And also, more shorts coming out. We've been popping out shorts every single day, so uh, keep them coming and keep liking us because uh, got to make the BH virus spread, as Mike says. Bill, last word. Slow season. <laughs>